happy Valentine's Day. You were mean and cruel right from the start. Now you really have no. No, no, wrong Wait, what, movie. What Shut do? it down. Oh, God damn it. Here comes the spooky. It's the cat and fart in cake you gotta take that fucking thing off, dude. I can't understand you. I'm trying to be cool like Harry Warden. What's going on, chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back with episode 36. We're gonna talk Harry Warden, or as I like to call him, Harry Paratesticles. So sit back, relax, tie that buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, Moon Goons? Welcome back to the Horrible Horror Podcast, where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I am your host, Marshall Hampton, and with me always is my buddy, my partner in crime, Aaron Southworth. How you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, wrong, wrong podcast, dipshit. Ah, oh, fuck. God damn it. We're just fucking up today. Restart. Some kind of goddamn morons. <laughs> we fuck. are the Dukes of Spook. hey I am your host, Cincinnati Jeff, a.k.a. Salsa Von Mummy. Ooh. And with me always is my best friend, my partner in crime, Nachos McWerewolf. Nachos, how you doing today, buddy? How the fuck are you doing? Down deeps in the depth of the CNC's fart factory. In the bowels of Planet X. I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good, man. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, like almost the last day in February. Yeah, well, you know, we had some shit came up, and but we obviously set this aside specifically for Valentine's Day. For you and our fans. Right? The first year, we did the original My Bloody Valentine. You bet your bippy. So now we're episode 36. Um, so we're here we are doing it again, but it's the remake. The 2009 remake. Hell yeah. So, uh, very excited, buddy, and glad to have you. And sorry we couldn't uh, make things work uh, last week, but obviously 11 hours of straight drinking before we tried to podcast was not the smartest thing. It'll do it to you. See, I want to just wear that fucking mask now, dude. That thing's so fun. You're going to have a seizure with those fucking red lenses, dude. Oh, dude. I was going to get some fucking, like, uh, you know them shits? Oh, you know them shits in the police station, the mirrors, the uh, fucking two-way mirrors? Yeah. I can get lenses like that. That'd be cool. Yes. That'd be cool as fuck. Somebody got drunk and might have ordered uh, the Harry Warden mask from the remake. Nice. It, it was me. Spoiler alert. I did that. That's fucking fun, dude. Yeah, dude. I like that I one. just want to get a bunch of gas masks because they're fun. What's the he, What kind of mask does he wear in the Prowler? Uh, Dude, he wears like a scrunchie. His fucking mask is it's like, like a fucking brain poncho just like it's fucking straight up, up like Kenny McCormick from South Park. It's all <laughs> ass ball. Ah, parts of canages canages <laughs> fucking yeah let's get some brain tonic and see how this episode goes oh all right uh so before we get started we've obviously got news and stuff so some talking points here first up the return of the minor aka valentine wakes the long-planned sequel to director george milaka's Classic 1981 Canadian slasher film, My Bloody Valentine, which sadly went unproduced after years of development. We should do that for the podcast. Back on the table. Are you fucking shitting me? Uh huh. Uh, this boy's torqued. Uh, so he, uh, they did, uh, he gave a great interview at Bloody Disgusting. Okay. And they talk about, like, the, there was, like, three versions of the film in the works. Um, and, like, obviously none of them got 
fucking made. They all got shit canned. And then uh, he was trying to do another one before the remake came along, which is eventually why the remake came and inst- money. instead of a new one, of and, course, and, and money. money. Yes. Uh, but they're saying that it's going to be a sequel to the original. Uh, so I'm very excited to see that. Now, again, I'm not sure if it's set in the 80s like the original one was at piece. Valentine Falls or if it's going to be uh, Valentine's Bluffs. Bluffs. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm ex- I mean, I like this I movie. I love the first one. This is very much like and reading this, right? And obviously we're doing this. So we're talking about it. But when you think about it, like this, like outside of slasher aficionados, this is not one that normally comes up. It's it's definitely not on anyone's radar, I would say. Uh, I know Scream Factory always doing cool shit. They, um, you know, I think we tackled this last year. I think we tackled this last year, man. Uh, they came out with a fucking the minor action figure kind of thing. No, that was this year. We did not get to talk about that last year. So Scream Factory does have their new Blu-ray with the Harry Warden minor. I got it. I didn't get the figure because because last year all I had was like the probably the Lionsgate DVD. I think I think so, buddy. And that was the one that had like this. It was like the special edition, which had like the extra four or five minutes put back in. Oh, I can't wait to. I just got that shit today. Uh, sorry, Nick. Um, yeah, I just got that shit today in the mail. Got a little spin happy and yeah, kind of bought did. like. What'd you buy? What'd you buy? Dude, so let me try to pretend like I fucking remember. All right, so I got Creep Show. Okay. And it's like some super duper fucking... Is it the Arrow one, or is that the... I no, can bring up the picture. all Scream Factory. <clears throat> so it's like, it's Creep Show, which I don't know why. You try to get that shit on Blu-ray, it's a giant pain in the ass. Because it's got a booklet and shit with yeah. it. And I think it's a steel case as well. Oh, no, it's like some cardboard kind of shit. Okay. But uh, I got Psycho 3, which I've never seen. Yeah, that's fun. Um, and that one you said was, you found out, directed by Anthony Perkins. Yeah, Anthony Perkins, man. That's kind of well. Cool. Man, why is it every time I haven't burped all fucking day, I sit down, I get in front of this microphone. Uh, uh, I'm just fucking. You got some bangers in here. You sent me a picture of it. So, Serial Mom? Oh, that one's my moist butthole. Mm. But yeah, dude, Serial Mom is a fucking blast. If you've never seen that. You got Bad Dreams. And visiting hours on a fucking double feature. Hell I yeah. love visiting hours. Michael Ironside and uh, William Shatner. Yeah, I think Shat Dog's in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Uh, Motel Hell <laughs> takes <laughs> all yeah. kinds of critters for to make Farmer, Farmer Vincent's, Vincent's fritters. fritters. Body parts. I love body I parts. I was just I was hanging out the Atomic Scarecrow last night, and he was watching Body Bags, which is a great mm. movie. And I was like, dude, what's that movie that's kind of like this? It's like Body Bags. And I was like. That's a good movie. I should probably get that. My stupid ass forgot I fucking uh, bought it. Bought so. the body, body parts. Body parts. Now, is yes. this... I see Contamination. I think that's Troll 3. So it's also Contamination 7. It was like... Right? It was like five, six bucks. I'm like... Because it's like three... It's got three fucking titles. It's the same movie. Something like that. Is it Troll 3 or Troll 2? No, Troll 2 is Troll 2. Okay. Which, there's no trolls in Troll 2. There's just goblins. You got the original... The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yeah. So that movie comes with, uh, well, I mean, that movie's a fucking banger from the get-go. But, oh, yeah. Uh, so that comes with, like, the director of that did another movie that had a... Uh, uh, the, the Bigfoot one? Those Boggy Depot? I or? fucking wish it came with Boggy Creek. No, dude, it's like The Intruders or some shit, and it's got Vic Morrow in it. That's So it comes with a second film? That's fucking yeah, pretty right? badass. Because I'm sure Scream Factory's not like, uh, let's release this fucking piece of shit. When when I was working that project that allowed my project me to take you to fucking New Jersey, 
we, we were like, talk about this now. We, well, we, well yeah. we did. We did. <laughs> uh, we were picking sites uh, one day, like the four of us. <gasps> Texas, Kansas. And I was like, okay. I was like, I want New Jersey. And they're like, all right, that's fucking weird. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, nobody like, wants New Jersey. And I was like, and I want fucking Texarkana. And they're like, okay. I was like, any other fucking site. I don't give a shit, but I got to go to those two. And they're like, why? So I explained it to them. Springwood, Ohio. I need that one. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, it's fucking weird. I ended up not getting a chance to go to fucking Texarkana. And of course, I was going to bring you because, you know, Town of Dread Sundown. Hell yeah, baby. The fun thing about it, though, is like those murders actually happened. Yeah, we're commem- we're joking about real people dying <laughs> yeah. and shit. Ha-ha. They did fabricate that trombone death. I think it was originally like a saxophone. Yeah, or something, something, something like, like that. that. I like how he fucking ties the knife to it. And he's just. <laughs> I don't know. That remake was pretty fucking good, too. Dude, I like when the two guys obviously meeting up for a fucking grinder moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're like, all right, so who start? Do you suck my dick? Yeah. I was or like, am I going to suck your dick? Like, how does this start? And then they tell like their grandkids, uh, adopted <laughs> grandkids, you know, or whatever. Fucking on the first date. It's like, and then grandpa said, who's going to blow who? Then we fucking. <laughs> is it all seven when you got a dick in your mouth? <laughs> Yeah, whatever. No, that's when you're fucking I'm gonna count, the I'm gonna count your teeth with my dick. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking use your teeth like a xylophone with my dick, and I'm gonna play it, and the skeletons are gonna show up. We got way off topic. No, we are on topic. <laughs> uh, next up, the Wrong Turn reboot was recently released, and you can watch it online, and wow, yeah. it was not what I expected. I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody, uh, but it definitely... The only thing that it has in common with the franchise is the name itself, and it certainly does not act like it's the seventh installment. So you don't have any, like, redneck chuds. You don't have Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Deliverance meets Friday the 13th. It's a different thing. There's no... It's not bad. There's no Joe Lynch or Adam Green commentary. It's not bad. And the thing about it is, like, not all those movies are fucking bangers. I like the first one. Uh, Joe Lynch in the second one. That's uh, yeah, all right. Three, I don't remember. Whatever the, f- I think it's the fifth one. It was just like a prequel or something. That thing was fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like good. three, four, and five are prequels. It was the fifth one. It was like a prequel that leads it to the beginning of the first one. Hmm. Kind of a Final Destination yeah. thing here, but uh, it was it's fun. Um, and then lastly here, this is kind of cool. George Romero's lost roller coaster horror film. Okay. The Amusement Park is finally getting a release by AMC and Shudder. All right. Who have recently acquired the rights. Good. The Amusement Park was commissioned by the Lutheran Society, which wanted Romero to make a movie about the poor treatment of the elderly in contemporary society. However, the 52-minute production was never released as the nonprofit group decided it was too gruesome for mainstream audiences. Oh, George Romero? What? (laughs) The Lutheran Society of all fucking people wanted a movie made. Uh, The film stars Lincoln Mazel as an elderly man who finds himself increasingly disoriented and and isolated during a visit to a theme park. What he initially thinks will be an ordinary day quickly turns into a hellish nightmare filled with roller coasters and chaotic crowds. Roller coasters of senility. <laughs> Wait, no, different thing. Am I am I screaming into this microphone? No, it sounds great. All right, I know we're working with new tech. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds fantastic. All right. No, Sex- keep, keep it up. Sexcellent. Sexcellent. All right. I can always fix it, and I think the kids call it post. Post. Yes. Post-production. Yes. Popping them peas. Post Malone. Um, so that's it, man. Uh, ha, so I got some shit for you. What do you got? All right. So uh, it's not much, but that Evil Dead game, which I'm really not sure what, what's going on. I think it's like a PUBG kind of shit. I don't sure if it's a battle royale or what it is. It's it's you can I think single player in both co op and I'm just saying like it's mostly so, based off the 
Ash vs. Evil Dead franchise? Uh, see, but then you get like King Arthur and who the fuck is old boy from? Arthur know. King from King Arthur and the Knights of Justice? Yeah, that, not okay, not King Arthur, but Sir Arthur, because I remember on the fucking Conan Doyle. Army, uh, Army of Darkness episode, you fucking assholes were grilling me about that. Talking about you, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they they have him, and then who who was in the very first movie? It was his buddy. Oh, uh, I'm talking about Dave. Yeah, what about Dave? Yeah, fucking Dave. <laughs> no, man, it's a. Uh, what about Dave? The fans are gonna fucking eat her balls off. Dude, this is terrible. <laughs> All right, so they had Kelly in there from the show, and they just introduced that the Pablo is gonna be in there. So. Ghost Beaters Unite! Does he have a rusty chain? Yo. Hell yeah! So I'm just saying... I have my rusty chain, yo. Fucking Ghost Beaters for life. This better act... I mean, bring me DLC where this acts as like the fourth season of uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead that we got fucked out of. All right. Fucked. Uh, And I watched part of Psycho Gorman. Just one half? Did you fall asleep? Yeah, yeah, dude. I was watching it with fucking Mano Travels and... I don't know, it was like five in the morning and shit. Oh, sorry. I, and I don't know what I saw. It was fucking funny. It's like some Power Rangers, G.I. Joe bullshit. And the humor's there, man. It's good. I'm going to check it out. We should probably review that at some point. So when, where was the first time you saw this movie? So the first time I saw uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D, I saw it in theaters. It was either with Kevin Bell or Kevy B or uh, the Atomic Scarecrow. In retrospect, I think it was the Atomic Scarecrow. Because he gave me a hand job. Same here, man. Saw it in. Did you see it in 3D? You bet your ass. Yeah, same, th- same here. Same here. It was fun. That's fun. So that's it's it for me. Bit. This works. This <laughs> popping this. Right. It's a good my, hat. Let me put my idiot costume on real quick. Did you go to the hat store and get that hat? I went to the hat store and I got myself a hat. <laughs> All right. So this is not a video nasty. We are going to get to those eventually again. It's this is not, not part on of our the Hello Nasty list. But it is part of the Tom Atkins diet. It is. Um, nom, 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 nom. Uh, directed by Patrick Lussier. Lussier? I don't know. These names. I don't, it is French. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually ever look up how to pronounce these things, so if I Lumiere. say them wrong, fucking step Stevie on my Lumiere. balls. Uh, directed The Prophecy 3, The Ascent. Uh, is that the one with Viggo Mortensen? Isn't the prophe- this is the Prophecy series. This is not the Man Bear no. thing. This is the fucking... Uh, yeah, it's got... Yeah, fucking Christopher Walken, yeah. and he tells uh, I'm the devil, old girl oh. from Pulp Fiction. It's like you know that little that little dent you have above your upper lip. That's me. When you're a baby, I go shh. That was also my very good Christopher Walken impersonation. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> She's fast enough for you, old, old man. man. <laughs> uh, he also directed, which was actually kind of a fun uh, trilogy, Dracula 2000. Uh, I was Dracula just talking about the shits last night. Ascension and Dracula 3 Legacy. Yo, is there a Dracula 3000 or is that a different franchise? Uh, it's Power Man 5000. Oh, is that Hell Yes, little brother? Uh, is it Spider One? Is that uh, is that uh, his brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Rob's like I don't I'm remember because there was also there movies. was a Dima that was fucking Jonathan Davis's little brother around the same time. I did not know that. Yeah, boo. Yeah, saw them at Pops, met that guy, got his autograph, and like when he's signing, he's like, you know who's my older brother? It's like his stepbrother. And I'm like, yes, I didn't come there That's to see flex. them. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so now it's time to meet our cash 
was just as fun as fucking listening to it. <laughs> and it just goes. It goes for a minute. <laughs> and we get xylophone at some point. Yeah. Like, I'm going to shut up. I'm just letting it happen. This is fun. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Obviously, I did not cover down everybody in the movie, but I focused on the on the, on the main uh, six or seven. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to grab some more of these. You want one? Uh, I know. Here, I brought you here. Oh, one of cores, motherfucker. Oh, we'll, we'll get some more. No, we'll take a little All right, break, all right, see? all right. Uh, so we've got uh, uh, Big Dick Jensen Ackles. That's right. Uh, who plays Tom Hanniger. That's right. Now, this guy's like mostly fucking TV credits. Like, you know him when you see him, even if you haven't seen these shows. He's fucking dashing. Uh, Dark Angel. <laughs> he was in that. Dawson's Creek. Smallville. Smallville. Yep. And then uh, Supernatural. Is that the... Uh, is Dean fucking... Uh, Dean Winchester. Sire? Yeah, Worcestershire. It's like the Dukes of Hazzard meets Scooby-Doo. So I have never watched it. You tell me it's fucking great. There's a lot of it dude, to watch, dude. there is a lot. I, I deliberately... I thought there was a lot of fucking episodes of like Star Trek Next Generation, but Jesus, Supernatural. No, like, I think Supernatural... Not to turn this into a fucking Supernatural podcast, which I'm people would listen. Yeah. But, uh... Uh, also, we were, pro- we're since we're bringing up TV, probably not going to get to the Buffy uh, part two and three because yes. apparently Josh Whedon's like a yeah, fucking, fucking horrible jack human off, being. a UK cunt. I don't get me wrong; I could probably still enjoy the show, but maybe oh, Jaws. Not, maybe not. Uh, I mean, that should have been your red flag right there, Jaws. So, all right, but uh, yeah. So, uh, Supernatural. Go ahead. Uh, super. Okay, so like. I think they just wrapped the... Sorry to ruin it for you, Aaron, if you're listening. You're like, motherfucker, I was prepared. We, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Um, So I think they just wrapped the Don't Crucify Me Fuckers, I think like the 15th season. I mean, that shit, that, that's a long-running show, 26 episodes per season, roughly an hour long. My dick's only 13 seasons long. Boom, 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 boom. Oh. Aaron's favorite button. <laughs> you guys fucking use the crickets too much. Oh, do we? No, we don't. Uh... <laughs> uh, also, he was in the Red Hood. He was the titular. He, he Red was that in Under the Red Hood. All right, I'm gonna shut up because you got more shit going on, buddy. Uh, yeah, because he's also gonna be in season three of The Boys. Oh man, do you know about his character? What it's supposed to be? Uh, like Cap. It's like Bucky. Yeah, who got fuckied? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they handle that because they yeah, are it's, fucking uh, monsters. It it reminds me. So that character. Did you ever see that SNL skit with The Rock? Where they go and do, um, it's like the evil, evilest inventions convention. Yeah, you showed me that. If I don't it, remember it, somebody shows up with like a like a a freeze ray and like shit like that, and he's like, okay, he's like, uh, here's my invention. It's a robot that molests children. <laughs> They're like, what? It's like, yeah, it's a robot that molests children. They're like, what the fuck's wrong? He's like, is this not the making the most evil invention i that this is the be- most evil convention i could think of and they're like well how do you fucking make a child molesting robot he's like well you take a regular robot you molest it and then you just hope the cycle continues <laughs> it's like you look over at fucking jeff bezos and dr doom and they're like damn i meant lex luther my bad they're like that's fucked up <laughs> the snl cut it uh but they, they still have it on their youtube channel i fucking love that that's one, dark dude. man that's some dark it's shit good. Uh, okay, uh, Jamie King, who plays Sarah Mercer Palmer, uh, she was in Sin City. She was Goldie, yeah. <clears throat> yes, and then her and her 
twin sister or whatever because she's two she's two people in that aren't we all two people uh she was also in they wait which was like a canadian horror movie she was in the remake of mother's day which isn't really a remake and silent night deadly night i was just gonna say the remake of silent night deadly night that's a really good flick we've okay, got it's fun kerr smith who plays axel palmer he's final destination one and five i'm gonna fucking crush a mini keg in that dude's face that dude is straight He's a good bastard. You know what? It's like Jason Isaac. If they make you hate them, that means they're good. Uh, Betsy Rue plays Irene. Uh, she was also in a 2009 remake, Halloween 2. No shit. Yeah. Who the fuck does she play? Don't say one of Lori's annoying friends. One of Lori's annoying friends. <laughs> Mildly. Uh, I like how Rob Zombie like, <laughs> hey, I can write dialogue for teenage girls. Coolio, Coolio. Da- Shut the fuck up, Rob Zombie. We've All got right. Megan Boone, uh, who plays Megan. <laughs> you know you're a bad actress. <laughs> when your fucking character's name is your name. I always think that, too. <laughs> uh, I didn't find shit for her because she's a terrible person. Uh, then we've got uh, Kevin Ty. As Ben Foley. Now, he's in a lot of stuff. Yes, he is. Ty but we'll Teague. always know him as. Yeah, most importantly, he's the fucking owner of the Double Deuce in Roadhouse. And also, he was Locke's dad in Lost. And he was in that fucking awesome episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh! <laughs> dude, that was... Tell him Reno sent ya. Yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. When they're playing Russian... Cutting roulette, cars. Cutting cars. I think that's like episode two, season... Whatever, you know that shit, I don't. It's like when he has that fucking gun. That's your to favorite head. episode. That's my favorite episode. He's like, you tell him Johnny Reno didn't welch on that bet, Lance Hendrickson. I like the one where the cop fucking or the the, the cop dies and the fucking handcuffed the, to the inmate, fucking yes crossing the, the desert. Yes, fuck yes, dude. We gotta we gotta do Tales from the Crypt at some point, man. I want to do some like a best of Tales from the Crypt. We don't have to fucking pick every episode, just whatever our favorite. Maybe are. we we'll do like a, a season breakdown. Right? Yeah, like all right, it's a lot there. Uh, good, good then job. last, Workshop. certainly not least, Tom, steal your motherfucking girl Atkins diet as Sheriff Jim Burke. Zaddy Daddy Atkins. <laughs> uh, I didn't even put shit he was in. I just put really like I fucking got to talk about it. Come on, son. It was fucking Tom come Atkins. On, like, son. Fucking, come on, son. And uh, is he a cop in this movie? Yeah, you better believe Whoa, it. Oh, shocker, man. Uh, he does two things well. Fucking plays cops and slays Steals puss. Steals bitches. Slaying pussy. And rocks a mustache like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, dude. I, don't, I don't like him. I, I love him in the fog, but I can't fucking stand looking at him without that fucking mustache. We need a George Lucas cut where somebody just dips in and fucking sharpies a mustache on him. <laughs> it's the Josh Whedon cut, where he, but it's the opposite of fucking uh, Jim Cavill or whatever it is. Oh, Henry yeah. Cavill. You know, you're, you're, Superman's mustache. How are you feeling on this uh, fucking Schneider cut thing? I mean, it's not going to help the fucking movie. Ooh. All right, go ahead. Uh, so this was released in January 2009. If you listen to the Hills Run Red episode, I've obviously got a big problem with the horror movies released this year. We've no. had the Friday the 13th remake. There's good. Case 39. Sorry. Jennifer's Body. Pretty the good. Collector. Fuck yeah. Dude. Oh, sorry. Let me jump in real quick. Go ahead. Speaking of Zaddy Daddy Tom Atkins, go fuck yourself. Uh, Zaddy Daddy Tom Atkins is going to be in the third Collector movie, oh. which they just dropped some fucking publicity stills. I said that word right. <laughs> uh, publicity or stills? Which one do you fucking struggle with? Publicity. See? Publicity. Publicity stills. You're like a fucking cartoon. I am. 
I'm a real character. He's a real character. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Bloody Disgusting did some shit, but they didn't drop any release dates. So hopefully we'll get to see that sometime soon. My cat's looking like, how do I get up there and fucking chew on the Red Hulk's face? No. Boots, get down. We're fucking doing stuff. We're being professionals. Uh, also, we've had Halloween 2, another remake. The Human Centipede, the Stepfather remake, the Last House on the Left remake, Drag Me to Hell, El Super Bisto, El Super Bisto. The Descent 2, That's all right. Final Destination, which was the fifth one. That's good. That is a fun one. That's pretty good. God, I can't wait to do it. I'm going to obviously ruin it here, but I fucking love how they bring that thing full circle and it's actually the fucking prequel and they don't let you in on the secret. They did a good job with that. Spoiler alert, but also if you haven't seen them, go fuck yourself. Uh, mm. Night of the Demons remake. It's one bad, without, but it's fun. Without Bigfoot. No, um, it's got fucking melted ass John Connor. House of the fucking Devil. That was 2009? Yeah. I probably said that same shit last time. Survival of the Dead. <laughs> That's a movie. We all know fucking the Dogmaster likes that one. Mm-hmm. And Sorority Row, which is the House and Sorority Row remake. That's a so movie. Fucking seven remakes in the fucking year. <laughs> How to Watch. It's not much here. Uh, 2009 Lionsgate DVD, Blu-ray, and 3D Blu-ray, which requires the stupid fucking 3D capable HDTV, a 3D Blu-ray player, plus those stupid fucking 3D glasses. Somebody's jealous. I mean, I think it's cool, but that tech I knew that technology wasn't going to make it back then. I hated the push for it just because it was so expensive. It never got cheaper, and it's only gotten more expensive. Like, when we bought our Friday the 13th box sets, and they cut yeah. out the original 3D to put in this new 3D, but it, again... 3D TV, 3D Blu-ray player, and the 3D glasses, if your fucking kids didn't need it. Well, if you've ever seen Back to the Future 2, you know Polygon 3D is the way of the future. You're right. Jaws 22 in this motherfucker. All right. Time to get to the next part. One of us is really going to enjoy murdering you. Let's horse around with some maniacs. So the movie starts with the radio broadcast and police communications going back and forth. Through them, we learn that there has been a cave-in at the north side of the Hanager Mining Company. Eventually, rescue teams find six people in the shaft, five of them dead, and one of them, hairy paratesticles, in a coma. The local papers are soon accusing Harry of having gone crazy and murdering the other five miners to prolong his air supply. We get the entire... Um, Narration by Tom Atkins, by the way. That's right. And given the condition of some of the bodies, there is enough evidence to support this, as everyone uh, wasn't crushed by cavens, uh, mm. but their skulls crushed in with the fucking pickaxe. So he could conserve his own goddamn air. Exactly one year later on Valentine's Day, we see Harry's brain remembering the last few minutes before the collapse as he was in a coma, which consists of him telling Tom, the son of the boss, to not screw up and threatening him a little. Yeah, Harry's kind of a jerk. Something goes wrong, however, and soon everything is collapsing and Tom barely makes it out alive. Suddenly, back in the present now, Harry, paratesticles, wakes up, looks around, trying to bring his memory up to date. A nurse enters the room for the last time, and before she can sound the alarm, gets killed by Harry. That's right. Not long after this, we see Sheriff Burke and one of his deputies, old man butts of what? Hinch. Who is 9,000 years old already. Fucking old man. The old as fuck. Uh, he, looks like, he looks like the homeless guy that they drink with in um, uh, fucking Wedding Singer. <laughs> Sounds like a country song. <laughs> the hospital massacre scene uh, makes the Saw movies look like a Lassie film. 
they enter Harry's room and see him missing uh, a dead nurse with her boobies hanging out. That's so right. I count it fucking two minutes, 37 seconds in. We get some boobies. Boobies. Uh, and her heart's been removed and her chest cavity is open. But on the counter beneath uh, the heart inside a Valentine's Day box, it says Happy Valentine's Day. And the police soon head out to chase after Harry Warden. All right. So let me jump in real quick. Take we over, have... buddy. Don't even fucking jump in. Just you take, know what? You talk the too whole much. Fucking thing. Yeah, fine. I'll fucking do it. All right. Anyway. Uh, so right now I have I'm counting the five deaths of the minors. Death number six of the roommate. Or, you know, the not a celly. What the fuck do you call them shits when you're in the hospital? Oh, another sick fucker. All right. Then we have death 7, 8, Patient. 9, 10. Uh, yeah, that's what we call them. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 fucking kills in this movie. So already, yeah, because I have five <laughs> minors and then nine hospital victims. Uh, Oh, trust me. I, I sat down and because James A. Janice, I trust you. He fucked up. For once, don't tell him I said that. He's yeah, like, that's jacked. where I got. That's where I got some of these. Uh-huh. That's where I double check my counts. So, that. yep. Thanks for doing early work, James. Yep. All right. So, uh, actually, yeah. So, like, Axel. Okay, I. Where do I actually make good notes? Uh so go ahead. We cut to. I was talking mad shit, but uh, let me throw it back to you, Cincinnati Jeff. Right. All right. So that we cut to, and now that Harry's fucking escaped the hospital, the town kids, the seniors that have just graduated, are partying at Tom's family's mine. Uh, and uh, there's a fucking party going outside uh, with Tom, Irene, Sarah, and Axel, and a bunch of other fucking no-name kids. And they're like, let's go fucking into the mine. Uh, Axel's being the, you know, uh, the fucking prick that he is. Uh, he's he's banging Irene. Uh, we've got Tom, who's kind of being sweet on Sarah. They're fucking, they're coupled, you know. Uh, they go down into the mine, and then fucking all hell breaks loose because fucking Harry's down there just fucking starting killing All right, I got him. You did a really good job of remembering that, like, like you just watched the movie or something. That's so weird. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Axel is a straight-up cock face. I fucking hate him. Uh, I do love when Jamie King is walking through the mine because she has a black bra and a very sheer white material on. She's not boxing. Oh, uh, she suffers from sexlexia. I do, too. All right. <laughs> so, real talk, what what concept of partying in a mine sounds like a good idea? It's yeah. a fucking claustrophobic I nightmare. was thinking of that right when watching the movie, and I was like, man, I would never fucking want to go down there. Then again, I used to get fucking drunk and like go uh, sneak into an old high school. Not the one that we went to, but like I'm Sun Life. I'm what you're throwing down. And fucking like uh, all the upper floors were fucking left untouched, and anybody could do whatever they wanted. We'd fucking go to the roof and fucking get nuts. And You know yeah. the story of the kid that died there? Uh, his name was My Virginity. Bam, bam, bam. All right, well, we'll save that horror story for another time. All right, so Jamie, K- or Sarah, ha-ha, see, I'm doing the thing where I'm remembering and uh, like I know what I'm doing, uh, gets down in the mine, and we, are, we get our first jump scare. It's some fucking little bonerhead named Jason, and he pops out with a miner mask on. That's not a good thing. Yeah, there's two guys done this. There's a Jason and a Michael. And there's a Jason and a Michael. Mm, and then so he... Fishy. There's no Freddy? No, he stayed at home because he knew he didn't want to get his ass dead. <laughs> didn't want to have nightmares. So she popped... You fucking cornball motherfucker. <laughs> he pops out and says, ha ha, I got you. Oh, do you think I was Harry Warden or something? Before he even finishes it, like, boom. Harry Warden shows up and slams a fucking pickaxe through the back of his head, out his fucking eyeball, and then 
Brings I'll love fucking Friday the 13th Part 3 fucking eyeball fucking hanging out the edge of the screen. That's, That's right. fun. That's right. Death number 16, Jason. Pickaxe through the back of the head, not the eye hole. I'm digging Jason's new contacts lens. They really make his eyes pop. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, Harry's back, and Sarah is barely running down there and just kind of doing a little shuffle and making her boobs jiggle as she runs past two more dead bodies. Yeah, she do. And she trips upon the third one, Death. 17, oh man, I put 16 in here twice. This is going to be terrible. All right, 16, <laughs> 17, and 18, three dead ass. Math, you do it. Yeah, fucking, I'll do the math. Uh, Axel, who I have as Alex, <laughs> pops up around the corner and grabs. Spell check missed that one. Yeah, that's, that's a brain check. Speaking of. This, uh, I don't know who this Alex guy is. I bet he's going to be an asshole, he's though. He's probably a shit cunt. Uh, well. Maybe he's fucking mad because you got his name wrong the whole time. Well, maybe he can be mad. Uh, this idiocy was brought to you by Coors Banquet Light. It's delicious, nutritious, and mm. you can put it in your body. Coors, the beers for dads who hit their kids. <laughs> All right, so originally Coors, I Coors, teach mm. those little fuckers a lesson. I thought I told you once, Coors. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing stuff. All right, so originally I had this big elaborate drinking game where any character in the film, uh, if they drank, you drink. And uh, and anytime there was a 3D thing, you drink. But there's a lot of that, and I'm not doing that, so it's stupid. So I just set an egg timer. When it goes off, we'll fucking drink. This is a cool egg timer, too. You gave this to me. This Hell is yeah. the fucking Death Star. <laughs> and fucking choo, 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 choo. It's the fucking sound of fucking firing at Alderaan. I fucking love it, dude. Here's a good gift. And a good gag. <clears throat> All right. So Jason's friend, Michael, that's a fucking stupid name, shows up thinking that it's Harry pure evil. Is Evil. Evil. Shows up and thinks that Harry is Jason. He isn't. Michael starts running through the mine and eats shit as he bashes his head on one of the supporting beams, flooring his ass. Oh, it's fucking great fucking that's, Looney that's Tunes fucking good, magic exactly. right there, dude. <laughs> Blunt. Uh, fucking Stormtrooper hit. Indeed. Or a Boba Fett. Or a Jango Fett hit. <laughs> All right. Um. So Harry catches up with Mike and slams a pickaxe. Clam. Slams a clam? What I was that? guessing. You said pickaxe. I said he's slamming clams. Yes, he slams a uh, mollusk <laughs> into his mouth. And actually, no, he slams a pickaxe into the side of his face, and it just pops out the side. But I guess that equals death. So, hey, that's cool. You ever had that happen to you? Uh, like nonstop. Okay. All right. Death so number. You know what's up then? Clearly, you're the expert. You see this fucking other hole in the side of my face where I look like Ed Norton from the end of Fight Club? <laughs> This ain't just for fucking. Wow, great, great fucking uh, rule break in there. Oh, that was my really good pixies. Okay, anyway, that number twenty, Michael. Oh, with your feet on the, on the ground, you just turned. Into... Yeah, actually, I really like the pixies. That's fucking. I was like, did you just turn into Bobcat getting fucking taste in the nuts? <laughs> Sorry, I just I love the pixies. And where is my mind is really good. So right, right. let's let's just take a drink and get out of the way. This is a toast? Clinkity clankity. No, I just want to drink. Oh, okay. I can drink with my friends on the goddamn radio you show. You want to give a toast? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, we'll just get this out of the way. To uh, to Matt Huey. What's up, motherfucker? I told you I'd give you a shout out. Hey, do you know why they call it a toast? Because um, they can't call it a bread? Because uh, the Romans actually used to put spiced toast into their drinks. That's fucking awesome. I'm so glad I know that. <laughs> Opa, 
All right. <clears throat> I'm just kidding, Cincinnati Jeff. You look saltier than a mummy's cunt right now. God, fucking, you can't even fucking distinguish Allen and Axel and shit like that. I'm fucking trying to learn you something here. Not today, my friend. All right, death number 20, Michael. Hey, Harry, I got something stuck in my teeth. Let me borrow your toothpick axe. <laughs> yep, yep, okay. Sarah, <laughs> Alex, and Irene. <laughs> okay, uh, oh, it gets better. <laughs> you can barely reen. Don't let's tell be, people you let's can. Let's be professional. Professional. Oh, also, there was a come on Irene joke he said <laughs> earlier. I was going to be a bigger man and not make that I'm joke, the Dexys Midnight Runner fan. Ooh, somebody calling yo ass. Yeah, let's take a break for just one second, and right. uh, we'll take this call, this Boom. caller, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. So. All right, we're back from the break. Uh, we had General Ben call in, and I just I had to talk to him real quick. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, you remember where you are? Sarah, Axel, and Irene take off running from Harry, and Axel, I actually have it this time, trips because bitches be tripping. <laughs> Sarah runs up and starts beating Harry with the shovel to buy some time to help him out. Out of nowhere. She fucking goes to town dude, with that shovel, dude. These gals do not fuck around. Yeah. Uh, not in fucking Harmony. That's right. Harmony Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. All right, out of nowhere, some random-ass party girl runs up and starts... Oh, comes in and... Oh, and then in a sweet spinning motion, fucking Harry whips around with the shovel and, like, jams it in her mouth, pinning her... That was fun. ...to a fucking uh, uh, a support beam, and then, like, follows through with his pickaxe to deliver the killing, nails bro, <laughs> the killing bro. The killing bro. Killing blow. The killing bro, dude. Party Massacre 3. Bag oh, of oranges. And then she fucking, yeah, her head severs from her body, and, like, she, her body slides down, the head just rests. It's just kind of, all right. So. Right at the mouth, too. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Right at uh, the old cock hole. <laughs> Cuckle. Nah. <laughs> uh, so that's very reminiscent to a death in Day of the Dead, Tom Savani's Day of the Dead. I'm sorry, George A. Romero special effects, but shut up, Mike. I like how we always say George A. Romero like there's another George Romero out there. Yeah, it's his stepbrother. All right, <laughs> Death 21 Brandy, supposedly that's her name. Brandy is such a stripper name. Do you think she's down for a little head? <laughs> All right, the gang... Just let me blow through this real quick. Fuck your buttons! All right, the gang meets up with Tom, and they run for the truck. Uh, Tom gets hooked right uh, like around his neck, it's it's kind of clothesline hooks. I don't know what the fuck you call that with the pickaxe thing. And anyway, he doesn't get his fucking head ripped open. All right, uh, it's a close call. Harry picks up a second pickaxe and starts dual wielding. Uh, and then as so the gang they get to the fucking the jeep. Harry fucking launches in all three D glory a spinning pickaxe. Right, yes. Oh my god! Right into the fucking windshield. Just mere inches from Sarah, not, not Palmer, Sarah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Sarah's face. And it's pretty cool. Sarah Mercer. Thank you. But you know what's not cool? Uh, Them taking off, leaving Tom behind. Fuck yeah, dude. It's Sarah, Irene, and fucking Axel just hopping in this fucking truck. It's like, all right, bye. And fucking Tom's just left there. Yeah. Oh, time to drink. Oh, shit. Death Star blew up. Time to drink. Or blew up Alderaan. To commemorate Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures. Looking for love in all the wrong places. 
Um, you stupid piece of shit. I fucking love you. Um, all right. So Harry catches up and throws Tom to the ground. As Harry's getting ready to deliver the killing blow, he gets shot by the... Oh, that's there's my typing. Uh, <laughs> by the Harmony Police Department. Harry doesn't stay down, though. He gets up like a fucking champ and runs further down into the mine. So is it Sheriff Tom Atkins and fucking Deputy Old Man? <laughs> Deputy Mummy Fart. <laughs> yeah. So Tom looks pretty disheveled. Deputy the Judge from fucking The Frighteners. Yo, fun fact. Uh, oh, I can, oh, so that dude's... Like that. <laughs> Good team. I know it's not really him, but he's just that old. So the guy that plays Deputy Hench uh, is... Uh, his name's like Bingo. Shit you not. I mean, no, it's not his government name. Was that his name-o? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. All right. Yeah, so his name is Bingo, and he, you know, because they filmed this shit in Pittsburgh, a lot of this, uh, he was like in a bunch of Romero shit. All right. He's in um, He's in Martin. I haven't seen that. I've never seen that. I heard it's good. It is good. I heard it's the fucked vampire up. Vampire one. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, no, it's not Martin Lawrence as a vampire. He's like, Gina, I want to suck your dick. Or, Wait, what? Nothing. Her first name's Dam, right? Wait, yeah, Dam Gina. Let me suck that dick. Dam Gina. Cause, cause, like Cincinnati Jeff. Who was the old pimp? It was like, I'm the original player from the Himalayas. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember, dude. Oh, whatever. Moving on. All right. Yeah, yeah we're fucking way off track here. <laughs> Ten years later, Tom returns to Not Valentine's Bluff to talk to Ben, <laughs> old boy from... Um, Fucking double deuce. The double deuce owner. About selling the family mine and totally fucking over the entire town. So he sold the double deuce and he fucking moved out to Harmony. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Dalton tore a man's fucking throat out. Wow. A fucking polar bear, polar bear fell on a man. <laughs> All right. That's what his statement he gave to the cops. All right. Let me let me just burn through this because. Uh, yes, please do. Page two, motherfucker. All right. Um. Why he's selling the town, and he's pretty much a piece of shit for not going to his dad's own funeral. I'm sure Tom had his reasons or whatever. That's fine. He pours a glass of scotch and doesn't even fucking drink it. Rude. After that, just let it aerate. Yeah. So he, so Ben's like, "You're a fucking asshole. Gotta so breathe. you're, you're going to kill the town." And then just, yeah. What is he saving it for? He's like, "You're tomorrow. fucking sell the mine, and fucking the town's going to die." All right, so he rolls up to the Thunderboard, uh, Thunderbird Hotel to meet up with the leader of the Lollipop Guild about getting a room. <laughs> Sorry, well, I mean, what, what fucking? Uh, Tell me you wouldn't fucking bang the shit out of her and brag about it, and not like a kind of sending way. Like, look at me fucking having sex with all these little people. She got this fucking. T the name of this town might as well be fucking B Cup. All right, and this chick has. The fucking biggest tits out of anyone. She she's the, the littlest most, gal, she and she's the got most, the biggest fucking tits in town. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know if that's, like, a comedic joke. I need to fucking talk to Todd about it, but, like, damn. What's the, what's the fucking dude that did the fly? Cronenberg? Yeah. Joe? Michael Cronenberg? Chevis Cronenberg? Yeah, Goldblum. anyway, anyway, uh, so... David, it's like, what, what fucking David Lynch movie did this chick walk out of? Now All it's right. David Lynch? Yeah, it's David Lynch. This is David Cronenberg. It's a Cronenberg flick. No, it's the two day. Oh, man. That's hard edit. Where are we fucking... All right. What are we talking about? The, this gal, she looks like she climbed out of fucking Twin Peaks or something. Okay, okay. All right. That's a Lynch thing. Yeah, that that's Lynch for sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, 
Tom Hanniger gets a fucking room. You know, it's like, hey, I got your dog. Trade you for a room. Ha ha. So he's walking to his room kind of thing. And he overhears um, Frank, the truck driver, fucking the dog shit out of Irene. Remember her from earlier? Here's a fun thing. So Frank is Todd Farmer. Co-writer. The co-writer. And do you think that he wrote this scene just to fucking be naked for several fucking hours with Irene? I mean... Uh, Fucking what's her nuts? Irene, you got it. Uh, Betsy Sue. Kmart Stone Cold, a.k.a. Todd Farmer. (laughs) Good dude. I was going to talk to him about being on this episode, but he told me, go fuck yourself, because you just call me Kmart Stone Cold Austin. (laughs) Um... No, he's good. I like I like him and shit. Plus, he's obviously a fucking sexual deviant with obviously recording this whole thing. Well, we'll get to that. All right. So, um, anyway, Tom sits down and he has a little. He gets in his room and he has a little flashback about you know his buddy Harry Warding. All right. So after boning Frank, the sleazy piece of shit, gets dressed while butt ass naked. Irene is telling us the origin of Valentine's Day. I'm not going to get into that. I like the scene because he's fucking slips on a wedding ring too. Uh huh. Well, I got a, yo, yo, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so he has his back turned to Irene, and he's kind of like uncovering his camera and sliding his wedding ring back on, and she's just like lighting up a Marlboro light, like, hey, and and she, you know, Frank ain't slick because he's doing it in front of a fucking mirror, and so she catches on, and she's like, "What, what the fuck was that? And then so he's like, I'm not a, she responds, I'm no hooker. Then he pulls out a crispy hundo dollar bill and simultaneously flips it to her while flipping her the bird. It's like a magic trick. says, you are now. Walks out of the door with a smirk on his face. Okay, dead fucking serious. Do not even do this joking around with any of your gals. I got one of my balls fucking kicked up in my body. I've done this for pulling that stunt. Uh, same kind of thing as well. Uh, not with the camera, but definitely with the whole fucking money gag. No, uh, not chicks. Take that shit real serious. Uh, would I do it again? <laughs> Probably. Yes, because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. I'm a big dumb guy. Now, Irene reaches in her tiny purse. Or is it a clutch? This is like a clutch. I mean, she's making a hundred dollars a pop. So it's. Good. I mean, <laughs> damn. And she pulls out a tiny twenty-two. This it gun is even littler than the fucking chick who owns the fucking motel. <laughs> she runs out to confront fuckboy Frank, to which he responds, Come on, Irene, we know that isn't even loaded. So she gets pissed and she Come fucking... in, Irene. <laughs> no, come in, Megan. Uh so she gets pissed off and fucking hurls it at his face. That's fucking great, dude. The entire it's time three D. The entire time she's butt ass naked dude full on frontal dude she's fucking chasing him down fucking no titties fucking flapping no her fucks. fucking fucking axe wounds going <laughs> in the wind and shit dude it's like when your dogs has his fucking head out passenger side like <laughs> uh, hanging out your passenger side of your best friend's ride like, trying yeah, to holler at irene or yeah i fuck irene i know that fucking gun's not loaded she gets super pissed and when she fucking throws it dude it's in all 3d and fucking comes at him and fucking hits him right on the bridge of the nose and he's super pissed about it so he's like, fuck you, fuck this. I got what I wanted. I'm out. He opens up the cab to his truck, and who's there? Gotta turn this into bang bros. I, he kind of did. Uh, so he opens up the fucking passenger, uh, uh, the cab, and who's there? Harry fucking Warden with a pickaxe to the top of the dome. Death number. Classic move. 22, Frank the Trucker. What? Oh. <laughs> Harry kind of gave him a little pee-pee hole on the top of his dickhead. <laughs> Harry less than gracefully removes the pickaxe from dead fuck Frank's head and heads over to Irene, 
who tore the fuck out of there. Oh my god, she fucking fucking Scooby Doo ran straight across that fucking park. I like how she had enough time to put on shoes. She's a classy lady, Cincinnati Jeff. <laughs> Come on, get, she doesn't get fucking tetanus. No. Could be fucking all kinds of nails and fucking old rusty bottle caps in that gravel parking lot. I'm with her. Or in her vagina. So she runs into, like, the main office there. And I like how she fucking grabs the phone but doesn't dial it. She's like, fuck this. And then, like, throws it back down and then fucking, like, goes and hides. All right. So she's forget. I, I, she, eh, let that joke die. All right. Um, so she runs into the hotel manager's room and hides under the bed. This fucking room just looks like it smells like mothballs. Dude. Every fucking room in this place is a shithole. And why do they all have... I get it's fucking Valentine, blah, fucking shit like that. Uh, You mean Harmony, Harmony. County, <laughs> sir. But, like, why why have the fucking gimmick in your own fucking room like it's fucking Light District in there? But Are maybe you she's telling fucking, me maybe she's you wouldn't fuck a chick like in a heart-shaped hot tub? No, it's not that. I'm talking the manager's fucking room. Like, you should have the best, like the creme de la creme. And the fucking name of the hotel is the Thunderbird Hotel. Why not go Indigenous Americans with? Oh, no, because then that's like culturally really bad, so I don't do that. Okay. Anyway. Go anyway. on. While I enjoy this fucking red vine thing. We ain't sponsored by them shits. Call enough. it what it is. Little blue, blue raspberry juicy twist. It's the old fucking blue raspberry twist twizzle. All right. So anyway, she dips in the manager's fucking room. I guess she lives there. That's cool. And uh, she hides under the bed. So the manager comes in looking for her dog, and Harry is hiding in the closet. So, hotel manager thinks it's the dog in the fucking closet, opens up, Harry Warden shows up, slams a pickaxe under her chin, and fucking pins her ass to the ceiling. The fucking ceiling. Get ready for this. Death 23, hotel manager. Love lift us up where we belong. Get it lift up. Where the eagles fly over mountains high. Love lift us up where we, we belong. belong. With your ass all the way the fuck up in the ceiling with a big axe with your face. You also, I, you also went carpenters. I'm on top of the world looking down on creation. Oh, shit. Here comes the spooky singing you the best of the <laughs> 70s. We bringing you the shit. Nobody wants to hear. All right. Um, I used to have this Casio. Sorry to sidetrack. I used to have this fucking Casio um, uh, keyboard that uh, that uh, Jake Johnson had when we were in a band a together. And uh, it, the, the fucking Carpenters was on like the pre-programmed fucking tunes on there, dude. All right, go on, go on, go on. Irene squeals and blows her hiding spot. Yay! From earlier. Oh. And then Harry goes to yank her out from under the bed and gets a soul food sandwich to his grill. Oh, my she God, dude. He fucking, him. he like Trump grabs her. <laughs> fucking Brunswick. Thank you. Yes, the Brunswick. <laughs> pulls her out. From pulls her heart. out. Come here. Why are you only wearing shoes? They've been at the washies gloves. They flip the bed over in the commotion, and Irene gets trapped in between a wall. Or, uh, in between the wall and the bed frame. Harry takes a few pot shots before landing a killing blow. Yucky. Death 24, Irene. That butt-naked beauty was stuck in between some bed springs and a hard place. All right. Oh, fuck you. It's for you and Aaron. I'm going to take a smoke break. You want to go? <laughs> and we're back. The next day at the hotel, the police are investigating the bodies, and they find that Harry had taken irene's heart they check the registry and find tom's name and the tape from 
Frank's Vidya camera. All right. Later. Oh, bang, bros. That's a, yeah, the kind of um, slut shame semi. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, later that day, Tom pops into uh, Sarah. What, what's the it's like her family store name. It's like the Mercery or whatever the fuck that is. I, I miss that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, pops into the grocery store. Yes. Pops in to catch her at her job to catch up uh, on his old flame and find out that she ended up marrying Sheriff Axel and they have a family together before he heads out that evening. Sarah pulls out an old photo of her and Tom from the night shit went wild at the mine. Alex, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Axel. I even had it spelled. And right when was this time. fucking photo taken? Because like he yeah, shows at the very up. beginning. Remember they're, they're Oh, t- that's right. Because then Irene goes, "Yay!" That's right. That's really funny to me. Okay, um, Axel calls her and pretty much tells her he's going to be working late because of um. Uh, because him and Deputy Martin have to analyze the footage of the hotel murders. Shit, dude, I'd like to analyze that footage, too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you know what my dick is in my hand for. If you know what I'm masturbating to with my penis. <laughs> Deputy Ferris comes in uh, with the titular... Oh, okay, so she comes in with a valentine addressed to Axel. And uh, you know what's inside? Irene's Is it farts? It's strictly farts. Human fart. Yes, in a box. Can we mail farts? Whatever you want, dreamer. Can we make that a thing? Can we, like, a little sidestep, you know, D from the bowels of the scene? Add that to the the Patreon? Yes. Also, check out the Patreon. Also, yeah, yeah. Fart free at this point for now. (laughs) Okay, uh, Irene's heart complete with a pickaxe hole. Meanwhile, at the local watering hole, the Canary Cage, Burke, Ben, and Hinch, and a few of the other locals are throwing back a few beers, reminiscing of that time they totally killed Harry Warden. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. Nice. I got an eye for detail and a moist-ass butthole (laughs) and some sharp-ass teeth. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, and then where the fuck am I? Uh, reminiscing of the time they totally killed Harry Warden when Tom comes in. 9,000-year-old man Hinch loses his fucking shit, runs up and blasts Dean Winchester in his mouth, calling him a cocksucker! (laughs) Burke tells him he should probably get the fuck out of here before Hinch gets even crazier, but uh, a local miner, Big Red, grabs Tommy Boy up. Red Herring. That goddamn Big Red herring up and is getting ready to fucking blast him but he dips out of the way and he blasts Dukes. the mirror and this super awesome uh mirror shattering effect burke's grades everybody stand down god damn it and breaks up the fight you know he says that again in another movie uh tom atkins does like exact same fucking way exact same line that's what he told us at horror <laughs> uh it's like a movie like a 2010 movie it's like, uh something he's a cop again Shocker. Uh, but yeah, I, I, just, I just love Tom Atkins and I just I know that. So it's, it's a thing. Go ahead. It's all right, baby. Breathe. All right. Burke <sighs> takes Tom aside and pretty much tells him the entire town hates his ass and blames him for what what went down in those mines all those years ago. Yeah, like it's his fucking fault. I got to call bullshit on that. What? Which? Uh, what's your thoughts? What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, it's my fault that my fucking parents own a fucking mine and that everybody fucking works there. And then be fair, Dean fucking hits the nail on the head. He's like, "Yeah, it's my fault." Weren't you? It's not even my fault. Weren't you the fucking sheriff? It's not even my fault. (laughs) Um, kind of shit. I mean, I mean, technically, yes, he 
did forget to bleed the lines, but accidents happened. Yeah, also you might result in an explosion that caves in fucking six people. And, you know, it's not your fault. Harry Warden's a crazy piece of shit and killed those other people and didn't eat them this time. Kind of debatable in the first film. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mary. (laughs) That's from 227. Yeah, obviously. You ever watch 227? What the fuck you're talking oh, about? Oh, dude, it's a concept. All right. I love 227. At the Palmer Residence. Black Golden Girls. It's fun. Go on. Uh, Sorry, I have to drink alcohol. Coors Light, the official sponsor of Here Comes the Spooky. When you're not beating your children, shut up and listen to us. Coors Light, this is what you get for spilling paint in the garage. Oh, another banner year at the fucking Bender household. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Um, all right, at the Palmer resident, actually is going over the footage one more time when Sarah comes in the room. But it's not even the murder footage. It's the fuck footage. I mean, he's like, oh, Irene used to do that to me. I used to come in Irene. Irene. And attention to detail, man. You know, uh, Axel tells her that Tom, the love of her light, might be mixed up in those wacky hotel killings. She tries to play it cool, but then he reaches into his jacket and pulls out the picture from the mind. It's just like, oh, by the way, it's sticky with PJ, so uh, I'm not a detective. I like how Axel, but, by the way, because we glossed over this, uh, who's having an affair with Megan. Yeah, is trying to fucking shame drop. Like, uh, and, and Megan's pregnant, by the way. Pagant! Pagant! And, uh, yeah, Axel's like, uh, yeah, you're fucking getting your old Flames picture out. You know, I found it where anybody could inside this box underneath all these other photos tucked in your drawer underneath some fucking underwear where like a, anyone could fucking stumble across like it. Like that one where I'm fucking finger puppeting Irene, but uh, whatever. Anyway, all right, so the next morning, Tom visits Sarah at work again to talk. They go for a walk instead, but things get a little too CWE for my taste, and she pretty much tells them, you sell the mine, you kill the town. Not really sure why, but Tom goes back down to the mine where all the shit went down all those years ago. And uh, oh, big, this is fun because his escort, Big Red, his dance partner from the other night, ends up driving him down he's into got the fucking mine. Bandaged he's hand. like, "How's your hand?" And he's just mummy fucking him. You know, like, "Hey, fuck you." They make you pay for that mirror. <laughs> and then, and then Tom's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, I own this town, and if you want to get loud, you want to get proud." You can take your ass to the unemployment line. And I owe that shit, too! <laughs> Breadline, bitch! Uh, all right, so... Shit, I, yeah, I guess when you own the mine, you can do whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. Out of nowhere, Harry Warden super boot kicks Tom into a storage cage and uses his pickaxe to bend the handle shut. Then he fucking goes to town on fucking big old red. Yeah, bad move. Because yeah, Red's kind of like a fucking scrapper, He's buck dude. as fuck. My yeah. boy wants to eat blood. Yeah, he fucking beats up mirrors on a regular basis, okay? You That's think what... he can't fucking beat your ass, Harry Warden? That's right. Harry Pair testicles. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Red is fucking thrashing and bashing. So Red goes for the killing, bro. Uh, killing blow, but Harry catches the... Ha- oh, I'm sorry, they're scrapping. And uh, Red ends up with a pickaxe. He goes for the killing blow, but Harry... Fucking catches it on his boot. And then fucking sends it right back into fucking Red. That was a baller-ass move, dude. That's pretty slick, man. Yeah. I ain't even mad. All right. Uh, a horror movie with some actual fucking fight choreographed into that's it, right. dude. That's right. Death 25 Red. That fight was a real Red Axe beatdown. <laughs> oh, get it? Because pickaxe and, you know... 
All right. The other miners show up finally and they find, oh no, okay. And then Harry Ward just like goes ham on his fucking dead ass body. He's like, chuck, 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 chuck. Oh God, he's stuck in a loop. Chuck, chuck, Oh shit. Respawn. All right. Uh, then the other miners show up and like they find Red's dead ass body and they get Tom out of the cage and try to figure out what the fuck was going on. Sarah goes to the hospital to drop off Valentine's for six kids or some uh, sick kids or some weird ass shit. Six kids. Six of them. Count them. One, two, three, more beer. One. One kid. Ah, ah, ah. I love the count. It's my favorite Muppet. That and Swedish Chef. I've said it before. This is true. It's been documented. All right. Um. Uh, she's dropping off Valentine's Day for some six six kids. Fucking count them. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and uh, Tom and Ben are trying to discuss. Uh, they're discussing the transfixings of the events that went down in the mine. Axel actually he doesn't show up. He's hiding behind a fucking curtain. He's like, Oh my god, dude! Wait, it's you like guys say my name. You guys are fucking talking about me. How long have you been fucking back there? Dude, there's no door so on that side too. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Twenty twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. And uh, so. Sarah, Tom, and Axel, they get a little um, love triangle. Oh, my God. Fucking Axel's like, are you hitting on my wife? The wife of my fucking child? The wife I have sex with? The wife that gargles my balls and sticks a finger in my ass and gives me the rusty trombone? You fucking Megan? I mean, Sarah? (laughs) Good save. Did anybody notice? (laughs) They're just like, you fucked up, kid. (laughs) And things are starting to get a little too general hospital-y around here if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and by the way, Double Deuce is in the corner just watching the whole time. He's like, like, oh, "Ah." fuck. And then fucking Axel's like, hey, yo, Ben, remember that time my dad, you, Tom's dad, Sheriff Burke got drunk and fucking killed Harry Warden? That's how I know it's not really Harry Warden. He's like, well, that that actually, that that didn't happen. It happened. It It fucking happened. We committed murder. Yeah, all right. Uh, caught up with Harry Warding. It, okay, exiting through the emergency hatch, which is the name of the gay strip club in Harmony <laughs> County. Right, uh, so they find Harry Warden, who is crawling out of the emergency hatch of the mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's Sheriff Burke, Tom's dad, Axel's dad, and Ben. And probably Hinch was there, because he's older than the town. Right, and he's, you know, he gets around. And they fucking murder Harry. They, and then bury his body. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... They're like, they well, murder him to death with violence. He's actually. like, go get your fucking drinking buddies. Uh, we're all going to go fucking find him and dig him up and prove this piece of shit, this fucking out of towner that yep. uh, Harry's dead. Yep. All right. So. Uh, wait, you, you got me all fucked up. All right. So um, Tom Atkins. Oh, you know, Sheriff Burke. Ah, OK, we're good. <laughs> Axel. Um, uh, sh- uh, Sheriff, only black guy in town. Yeah, deputy, only black guy in town. Yeah, Martin, Martin. Yeah, deputy oh, wow. Martin. We should know that. That's terrible. All right. Uh, yeah, they go to invest. He is the only black guy in town, by the way. I mean, I looked while we were watching. I've... All right, so they go to Harry Warden's grave, which yeah, they murdered him. Legit threw him in the fucking ground, threw some stones on him. Like, let's call the day. Hey, let's go to the canary cage and throw a couple back and reminisce of the time we killed Harry Warden. All right. Um, so they go to the hole where they left him at. Yeah. Hey, guess who's not there? Harry Ward's dead ass body. Yeah, there's no fucking. There's like, they buried him with his mask and his fucking pickaxe. None of that shit's there. Uh, the whole enchilada. They're like, oh, uh, maybe wild animals drug it off. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Axel's like, I want statements from all you fucking pieces of shit. So Axel's like, I'm gonna take Tom back to the station for some Q and A. Axel asks him if he knows. Uh, hold on, hold on. Before they fucking head back. Tom looks at fucking Deputy Martin. He's like, oh, yeah. why were you down in the mine earlier? Fucking Martin's like, doing my job. I'm not the fucking suspect here. 
fucking trying to pin this shit on me. Uh, he's just doing his job, man. Right? I like Martin. He's cool. Yeah. All right. So they bring him down to the station for some Q&A and... Uh, yeah, and then Axel's trying to kind of figure out. He's like, "What's what's going on?" Trying to bait him a little bit, a little bit. He's like, uh, "So why are you back in town?" He's like, "Well, I was going to sell the mine, but uh, actually, I'm not. I'm actually going to stick around town." Axel's like, "Oh yeah, why is that?" He's like, "Well, I learned a little move from Tom Atkins. It's called I'm gonna steal your bitch." <laughs> he's like, "You know, she settled for your dumb ass." Yup. Axel flips the fuck out. 80s rock star clears the investigation table. Fucking flips and throws the table. It, yeah, and he fucking gives Tom. Some little knuckle sandwich. Martin comes in. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, break this shit. The, break this honky fest the fuck up for starters. <laughs> and he's like, yo, Tom's in the clear because we talked to those miners. He was locked up in a cage when Red got axed. Oh, no. So that means there had to be somebody else in the mine. <laughs> All right. So Ben, who I guess was just waiting there, and Tom have a quick conversation about who's going to run the double deuce. Ben's a nosy old man. It, buddy, he's in cahoots with the top runners of the shit, you know. All right, so, yeah, he's like, I sold the double deuce. I'm trying to figure out who's going to run it. And also, they jaywalk. And so, uh, Tom's <laughs> pretty much like, hey, Harry's coming for me. He's probably coming for you. So, uh, let's keep an eye out on that situation. Right. All right. Would you hear the chime? Turn the page. <laughs> Later that night. That last juicy twist is for you. Thanks, Braj. Psych, I think there's like one more hidden in there. Oh, shit. You can have it, you juicy twist. All right, later that night, Tom can't keep well off alone, so he takes a crowbar and decides to investigate tunnel number five, not two, <laughs> um, where all the shit went down. He steps away to slam some pills because that's what you do and catches a flash of a flashlight out in the woods. He goes to investigate and finds himself at the old Palmer Bang Cabin. Right, fucking Castle Tetanus. <laughs> tetanus Javania. <laughs> um, and then he comes across the... Wow, I totally skipped over that whole Megan and Axel thing. That's cool. So this is the this is the fuck shack that Megan uh, and Axel meet up at. They've been fucking... And it's basically just this fucking old dilapidated cabin straight out of fucking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's got a mattress on the floor and then like a Rats bunch of fucking galore. old fucking TVs like stacked on top of each other. Right. Like, oh, this one's for the sound. This one's for the picture. It's like, bitch, just go buy an RCA. Come the fuck on. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Tom stumbles across the Valentine that Megan left. Oh, low key. Side piece leads it and says, guess who's pagan? And then Ash is just like. Side piece, you had legit one job. Don't get knocked up. It's called eat my cum. Don't <laughs> procreate and make a little make a little. That's not my baby. Well. I come in your mouth all the time. That's not my baby. That's right. That's yeah. a butthole baby. That's a moist ass <laughs> butthole baby. All right. Across town, Ben fell asleep with a shotgun, trying to do his best Kurt Cobain impersonation. <laughs> oh, I told you we were gonna get a little sad. But he wakes up when he hears something. He takes his shotgun. This is a <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Oh, Annie, come on. All right, so he takes his nasty fucking shotgun. Dude, this thing is, it's fucking crazy looking. This is like shooting elephants or whatever, or for shooting elephants. Anyway. Oh, it's a, it's an over, so it's a double barrel shotgun, but it's an over under. It's not a side yeah, it's, by it's side. It's a reach around. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. It's cool. So he, he, he's drunk as shit and he goes and takes a shotgun out for a walk, trying to figure out what the noise is. Mm -hmm. But uh, it he's sounds like. like hey, some... Warden got me shooting shadow. That's right. He's like, eh, somebody's a little paranoid and drunk. So he takes the shells out of the chamber and as he walks, oh, <laughs> walks back to the bottle, 
Harry runs up and slams. Runs too. Kind of reminiscent of a very good jump scare from Exorcist Three. All right. Uh, runs up and slams a pickaxe and bends back. Harry then goes in for a killing swing as he does. Misses, but firmly plants the pickaxe in the hardwood floor. It's a fucking good fucking duck fucking roll maneuver for fucking Ben. Old man's got moves. Who's already been fucking maimed by this point, too, by the way. I mean, you dodge fucking bottles at the double deuce. You're pretty spry. Well, kind of. You can dodge a bottle. You can dodge a pickaxe. Well, I catch him with my mouth and put him in my liver. All right, so Ben goes to crawl away, but Harry grabs him by his head and then fucking curb stomps his head Eyeball first onto the pickaxe. Ben's last words are, ah, shit. That's fucking great, dude. It's one of my favorite deaths. Death 26, Ben. Well, at least a polar bear didn't fall on him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next day at Harry Warden's grave, in parentheses, they find Ben's hollowed out body, and they come to the conclusion that whoever the killer is was here with them yesterday. And is now mocking them. Axel says, can't be my wife. So the killer's either got to be Burke or Tom. Or or Martin. Nah. Because no. he's there. That doesn't that doesn't exonerate You're Martin. Guilt. Martin. All right. Nightfall at Murgers. Is it Murgers? It's Mercers, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, might fall oh, drink time. Mansion. Drink time. Drinky time. Alderaan blew up. That's right. Sorry, Alderaan. Rest of piss. I love that thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. I'll set it again. Ugh. Megan and Sarah are quickly finishing the closing shift because it's closing time. time. No more mashed potatoes. Uh, so I, I knew it was time to get the fuck out at Dill's when they would play that song. <laughs> All right. Uh, because it's not smart. To be alone with a killer on the loose. On Valentine's Day. Is it a... Yeah, when... They don't do that in this movie. They don't pinpoint what exactly... When exactly it is Valentine's Day. I have it. Oh, okay, right on. Okay, Megan asks Axel how they first met... And meth... And a shit's a about small town like that. I fucking firmly believe meth. And shit's about to get real dynasty, but that drama gets shut the fuck down because they hear some spooky noises. The two look around for a second and come to the conclusion that they might have been overreacting until the light shut out. Uh. It's like the night the lights went out in harmony. We're singing a lot this episode. Chris Connors write this? Maybe. Oh, I got to tell you something really cool after this. Okay. All right. Harry pops out. remember. (laughs) It takes two, baby, to forget (laughs) what we were talking about. All right. Harry (laughs) pops up and starts slamming Sarah around the deli cooler until she's had enough of her bullshit, pulls out a a lamb shank, and fucking starts clubbing Harry with it. Oh, my God, dude. Fucking cold cut combo. Cold cut combat. These bitches in harmony are bad as fuck. They ain't taking some shit. They're throwing guns at you. Combo breaker. <laughs> Damn, I want a combo now. Deli combo. Uh, yes. Uh, and breaks free. She runs down an aisle towards the back room, and when she trips, uh, when she trips, and things aren't looking good, but surprise, motherfucker! Megan jumps around the corner and starts whacking the shit out of Harry with a goddamn Dude, broom. Fucking mop. No, it's a mop. It's fucking mop foo. What'd I say, bro? Yeah. 
wet broom. It's a fucking nature's mop. <laughs> it's a wet broom. She was sweeping up with a wet broom in a bucket earlier. It's a goddamn mop. You're a mop. Broom. Spell I mop. Uh, I mop. Okay. All right. Anyway, I uh, don't mop. I swiffer. <laughs> I have the help do it. <laughs> anyway, beach the shit out of Harry with a broom, buying a uh, mop, a mop, <laughs> buying him time, and uh, they fucking run screaming. How many times you got broom in there? How many times you got broom in there? Sure, ask a lot of goddamn questions. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna proofread that later. Give it back to you with a grade. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, they run screaming to the office, and uh, they slide a desk in front of it. As Harry starts frantically uh, slamming his pickaxe through the uh, yeah. door. Yeah, he treats that door like Axel does to fucking Megan's vagina. Just slamming it. <laughs> All right, so they realize they're kind of, you know, stuck in the fucking office. So then um, Sarah gives Megan the keys to the window. You can eat it. Look it's at me, fine. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Okay. This is my fucking juicy twist now. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Guess what? Uh, you've been hoarding them. I know what I'm doing, bitch. All right. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so Megan's fumble fucking around and trying to open the locked window with the key. And while this is going on, Sarah's screaming. And she goes, "Don't scream at me! I can't concentrate when I'm screaming." <laughs> it's like yeah, she's fumble act- fucking around in like the worst fucking window lock where the lock's on the outside and there's a handhole just for you to get through to barely fucking get it. Real talk. I would have dropped it. I am fucking horrible under pressure. All right. Megan starts to climb out the window when Sarah notices that Harry isn't at the front door anymore. He's on his way back. He's on his way around to the back window to get Megan, and he does. Sarah goes to peep out the window, but Harry swings his pickaxe through the window and snags her shirt by the buttons, like just missing them titties. They got his B cup. That's right, exactly. Yeah. D cups. This story be over. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, she pops free and finally hits the alarm. Which is something they should have done from the get go. Seconds later, Axel. The fucking alarms, which say do not touch above all of them. Well, she touched all of them. <laughs> all right. Seconds later, Axel is on the scene and Sarah. Do not touch Willie. Good advice. <laughs> Good advice, lousy smart weather. Um, Sarah tells him that Harry and Megan are in the alley. When they get there, Harry is gone and Megan. Uh, <clears throat> has had her heart yanked out and stuffed with uh, stuffed in a heart shaped box with the Be Mine Forever written in human blood above her dead-ass body. Death 27, Megan. Uh, Does this count as two deaths? Yes, it just depends what trimester and, like... Well, this is kind of a hot-button debate, so let's just (laughs) move the fuck on. Uh, Death number 27, Megan. I don't have anything clever for that, so... I'll let you choose your own adventure. Dead whore dead. <laughs> Breaking news. Dead whore is, in fact, dead <laughs> by death. All right. Killed by death to dead. Murdered by death. Isn't that like a country band or some shit? That sounds cool. Yeah. That's a good band name. That sounds like a country song. Sounds like a country song. Tastes like a chicken fried steak. Damn. What? Is Denny still open? Always. All right. Okay. Uh, as Sarah is... <laughs> Man, don't talk about opening hearts. You're going to have a bad time. (laughs) As Sarah is getting patched up in the ambulance after the event, she puts together that Megan wasn't connected to the Miners Massacre. (laughs) Hey, that happened a decade ago. And that Miner 49er, Miner 69er in this case, uh, (laughs) kind of realizes that Axel and her was fucking. Mm. 
This is a great scene. Plus, fucking Martin's behind him the whole time, fucking dirty dog dick and fucking staring at him. Dude, he turns around and acts like, what? And Martin's just like, man, y'all white people fucking crazy. (laughs) Fucking each other and shit. What the fuck, dude? All right. Uh, Across town at Fancy Pants Land, where they magically have babysitters and maids and shit, Celine, whose name isn't Celine, is actually Rosa. Yep. We'll see how that Rosa. goes. Rosa. The maid is watching over whatever the fuck that dopey-ass kid's name is supposed to be. It's, it's Axel Noah. and Sarah's kid, right? Yeah, Noah. She goes to take the trash out, but um, the miner follows, follows her back in, and back inside the Snootington man. Hold on. This is the quickest fucking trip to the trash I've ever seen in my life. She goes, Noah, sit there for a second. I got to take the trash out. Out the door. Count one, two, in the fucking door. Yo, Loki, Damn, dude. You know what she is? She took the bag. She spun it three times and just fucking chucked it in the front it. yard. Yeah. Bye. It's like, deal with it, peasants. Um, all right. Yeah, the minor followers are back in. She goes to wrap up with the laundry, but Harry decides to mix colors, blood, uh, with a white load. See, that sounded bad. That sounded kind of... Mixing colors with yeah, whites. Uh, I, I, said, I, said, that's, I put blood in parentheses, you know. So it didn't sound so bad, and then you said it, but it still well, sounds I bad. Well, I had to fucking... Okay, anyway. Mixing your colors and your whites. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and say anything about drinking yeah, fountains. No, Calm yeah. down, yeah, Hitler. Yeah, we Brown versus the Board of Education on this oh, shit. Boy. Go oh, on. Boy. Uh, by slamming a pickaxe into her whole face zone. I'm not counting this death yet. Outside, Deputy Ginger Tits. <laughs> I'm sorry, or Ferris. Uh, is dicking around with the crossword puzzle when Sheriff Burke pops out of a pretty decent jump scare and scares scares the shit out of me. Uh, uh, so it's a good it's a good jump scare. Give me a second. This I got a whole thing. Uh, so you know what? I saw the fucking jump scare coming. The composition, the way it was set up, it, it was too quiet. There was a blind spot. Nothing happening. And then right when it happens, they 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 always throw in that fucking music sting. Music's or jump scares are fucking bullshit. Ding! Total bullshit. But god damn it, it works. Go ahead, Cincinnati Joe. Uh so she's reading the paper and it's somehow been published with a picture of Axel at the at Megan's death scene. And he's like Sheriff embarrassed or something like just a hey fucking man, headline. News spreads he's quick like, in small towns. Fucking like his hands in front of the fucking camera. It's like some Simpson shit, dude. It's crazy. It's like, didn't this just fucking happen? Like Yo, let me blow your three mind. hours ago. Let me blow your mind real quick. In Friday the thirteenth part iv the final chapter when they're going through like rob's clippings there's a picture of jason just like that yeah like he just came out of some brothel like i don't want to fucking talk about it it's like uh, where did you get this from who snapped this photo also i've come to the conclusion do you know why jason doesn't talk because he has a fucking joisy accent like hey i get back here you fucking dingbat kind of shit you know <laughs> i'm just saying that that's kind of fucked up to me i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> Oh, yo, you're going to talk about my mom. Oh, hey, oh, tough guy. Oh, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking look at you. Yeah, say hi to your mother for me. Cool. I'm a classy broad. I'm a classy broad, man. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, jump scares. Jason's a class. Go on, dude. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. Um, words. Anyway, Burke tells her that he saw Harry enter the house, so they follow suit. Deputy... Harris asks Burke if he wants to take point. This is fucking hilarious. And he tells dude. her, I'm retired. Smooth move, Tommy Atkins. <laughs> While they're hanging out on the porch, he hears a noise and goes <laughs> to investigate. Inside, at the same time, Deputy Ferris 
pulls a Carl Winslow and almost shoots a kid. <laughs> but instead, oh my God, tells stupid-ass Noah to go fucking hide while she sweeps the perimeter. You're fucking you're bringing me some Al from fucking Die Hard? I'm all over this shit, son. Jesus. Outside, Burke scans, uh, scans the giant wraparound porch and finds a light propped on a trash can behind the banister. Inside, It Ferris, looks like a miner's helmet. It is the miner's helmet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. Like, it, but it's like upside down, shining up. Because it's backwards, and it's upside down, and it's a visor, and it's a talk of the town. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What is that song? Yeah, whatever. Uh, inside, Ferris checks the laundry room, the source of the odd noise, opens it, opens the dryer, and reveals... This is great. Rosa's dead-ass body with her face melted off. Death, 27, Rosa... Oh, God damn it. Who set this dryer on high heat? Rosa was supposed to be hand wash. Hand wash. Good help is so hard to find. All right. No, you know, okay. Well, I just, I like it because it's a good callback to the, the yeah, oh, laundromat yeah. scene in, in the original. You know what? Uh, who was that? Ethel? Uh, ooh, what was her name? I don't remember. The dead ass bitch. It got melted. All right. Burke hears the commotion. Or the motherfucking ruckus. <laughs> uh, turns to go inside, but instead, Harry Warden is there to jam a pickaxe yeah. under Burke's chin and out of his mouth, fish hooking him, and kind of walks him around like an elephant walk. Uh, oh my god, I love this reverse view where it's fucking like from Burke's point of view down the shaft of the fucking handle of the pickaxe in 3D. That was I'm cool. Not, I'm not making a dick joke. That was cool, though. Uh, what's even cooler is is when Harry puts his foot on Burke's chest for leverage and tears that motherfucking jaw off into the motherfucking camera. That is good 3D right there. People lost their shit in theaters. I know I did. Oh, I fucking screamed. All right, we got yes! Death, Death 28, Sheriff Jim Burke. Out of all the people... Ex-Sheriff. Well, yes, my bad. Out of all the people, I clearly thought... He would have been too clever to fall for the classic blunder of the old miner's hat light perched on a fucking trash gotcha. can behind a rail on a porch gag. It's the oldest trick in the book. You Got can ask him. anybody. All right. Man, they're just like, they're just yelling. <laughs> they're just yelling. This is the yelling episode. Singing, yelling. Uh, what, vomiting? Soon. Uh, I was like, where are we at on brown liquor? It's like, nah, let's cruise through this shit yeah. and we, we could talk about something. Sarah, who I guess just like hanging out at the hospital all the goddamn time, gets a call from Tom who says that, or <clears throat> who's saying that he doesn't think the killer is Harry Warden and that I'll pick her up because they just need to talk about stuff. Axel rolls up in the hospital moments later to presumably, presumably pick up his boo thing and that she just bounced out with that dreamy tom hannigan deputy only black guy in town radios axel with some real important news cut to tom and sarah driving through the small mining town and tom pretty much tells her he thinks axel is the killer when she gets a phone call it's axel zounds axel goes to tell her that tom is nuttier than squirrel shit and doing the rubber room ramba at the funny farm for the past seven years oh and that tom murdered rosa the maid <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And ex-sheriff Jim Burke and went after their son Noah. I don't remember that part. I don't remember him going after the kid. I think that's fabrication. Whatever. Anyway, Axel tells he her. Did, he did look for Noah when he went into the house. Remember, because he goes to the couch. Noah's not there. 
And then later oh, on, right. you can't find him. Oh, it's you're like, right. Oh, you're right. Happen? But then he pops up later. Axel tells her she needs to get the fuck away from Tommy Boy ASAP. She plays it cool and acts like she was on the phone with her mama. But Tom calls her on her shit and needs her to understand. He's like, that's not your mother. Oh, and needs to understand that Axel is the killer and starts to get a tad aggro. So she does She does the ultimate stupid asshole move in every fucking movie and grabs the wheel of the moving vehicle, starts yanking it, and they slam it to a tree where the viewers, us viewers, almost got our fucking eyeballs poked out with that dope-ass 3D effect. Oh, time to drink. Drink. Take drink. that. Oh, got a crack of freshie. Alderaan. And if you... See, I don't think it's a bad move, actually. That's what I would do. That's my go-to move. If somebody was kidnapping me, is fucking grab the wheel. And- yeah, you gotta stop doing that in the fucking Ubers, man. That's why you... They're not kidnapping you. They're just Ubers. This time. Um, all right. Tom takes a noggin knocker on his old kooky cage and starts to, <laughs> and takes what I like to call a driving nap while Sarah gets the fuck out of Dodge and calls Axel. He tells her to take her ass to the Forbidden Forest fuck fort out by the mines and he'll meet her there. Fort fuck. She finds her way into the dilapidated dick dungeon and finds the Valentine Megan left to Axel in the cum stained mattress. Dude, they got that yeah. from is this the Brazzer shoots. What is this? They got that from the Thunderbird Thunderbird Motel, and it was fucking cooked. Uh, cooked. <sighs> What's that word I want to say? Covered. Hardened with jizz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard hardened with jizz. <laughs> Crucified with Siemens. That uh, mattress is harder than my dick right now. Hey, this room's really warm. What's the fart factory? We incubate those farts. <laughs> she opens. Uh, she opens one. <clears throat> when she opens uh, a heart-shaped candy box and finds the picture of her and Tom from the Miners Massacre. That same picture Axel had. Weird. She runs to the kitchen to arm herself. She opens a closet and is almost buried under an avalanche of heart-shaped candy boxes. With that distraction, Sarah almost doesn't even notice Harry Warden creeping up behind her to minor whiner in 69er. <laughs> oh, yeah. She takes a frying pan and Tom and Jerry's the fuck out of the side of uh, Harry's head and then bashes out a window, does a tuck and roll, and runs into the night. Sarah finds herself at the Hanniger Mines and the killer's in hot pursuit. She ducks into the locker room and is attacked by all the hanging uniforms which is a nice little nod to the original. Suddenly, the real miner jumps out and chases her all the way down into the tunnel of the mine. She grabs a kind of like flashlight lantern combo, which is a good measure, and ducks into a little hidey hole. She hears footsteps approaching. She whips around and bashes the would-be killer in the face with her lantern. Turns out it's just her husband, shitface Axel, wearing his cop uniform and not a miner's get-up. That's kind of weird. She snatches up her or his big fuck-off revolver and wants some answers. She asks him, what's up with all those hearts? He's like, the Valentine from Megan? Uh, she meant nothing, honey. She says, no, shut the fuck up. Stop playing stupid. I'm talking about all the heart-shaped boxes uh, that he was putting real human hearts in. Axel says, it was probably Tom. She brings up the picture of Tom from 10 years ago. Like, why was that there? And Axel's like, oh, he has a really good response. I kind of like that. He's like, 
look, lady, I've been working for 70. I've been working the past 72 hours. When in the fuck would I have time to play Psycho? That's a good point. Tom now enters the conversation by saying that Axel, the share. Are you texting me? Because my phone's somewhere else. Mm -mm. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, all right. I text you. I'm sitting right here. I can just talk to you. I have a microphone. Telepathy. Telephony. Baloney my phone? <laughs> Keep reading. All bitch. right. Where am I? Where am I? You fucking psycho whore. What the fuck do I know? I don't know. All right. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Tom shows up and they all start bickering and shit. And he's like, You old Truxican standoff. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so Sarah's not having any of that shit. She's like, both of you shut the fuck up. I have the fucking gun. I'm running the fucking show. I run this monkey farm, Frankenstein. I'm running barter town. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I mean, they bicker Ooh, for a minute. Things are getting a little too my bloody Valentine 3DE here for me, you know. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, Tom says uh, be mine forever was taken no hold on yeah sorry i because axel's like wait a minute you're not gonna fucking figure this out shoot us both that's a great right? answer fucking split the baby in half that's tom's right. like you're not gonna fucking shoot anybody axel's like fucking shoot us both you can't fucking figure it out shoot us fucking both and then tom's like uh sarah obviously he's the fucking killer because he wrote be mine forever above megan's dead ass body which was the same thing that was written on her fucking valentine to him and sarah asked tom how did you know Megan was dead? And Tom's like, uh, you told me. She's like, no, 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 I didn't. Also could have easily just been in the papers. I mean, the way that fucking news travels in that town. Right. All right. She's like, no, I didn't. Uh, how did you know it was written above her dead ass body? Excellent. Sarah kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together and it, you see Tom. He's like, oh, shit. I just kind of out of myself. Then Tom starts flipping shit. He's like, uh, Harry, he's behind you. And um, in the background, Harry Warden appears and slowly approaches them from behind. But everybody else, like, turn around. They're like, the, I don't fucking uh, see they're shit. They're like, they're, no, no, dude, there's, there's nothing there. Because they're all in cahoots with Harry. God damn it, I knew it. Whole and, town against in Tom. And red herring. Big red herring. God damn it. So anyway, yeah, Harry Warden walks past fucking Axel and Sarah and is having a staring contest with Tom. Until he vanishes into nothingness. Very reminiscent of the staring contest they had in the cage. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> he vanishes into nothingness because he was an illusion. Not a trick. That's what hookers do for money. <laughs> we cut to a montage of Tom digging up Harry's body and stealing his getup. And that's... Oh, <clears throat> sorry. I forgot how to read my own writing, my own typing. This happens. And uh, that it was him dressed as Harry doing all the killing. He was Harry the whole time, except for in the beginning when Harry was Harry. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, it's kind of weird how they cut to every scene or every part where it's Tom Pick and Harry. Uh -huh. uh, so if you look at Tom, he slowly shifts demeanors. It's very subtle. Axel, I ask him. You're here, aren't you, Harry? You've been living inside of Tom. To which Tom, using a gruff, low voice, not unlike the real Harry Warden's voice, replies, Oh, yeah, I'm right here. Been here old time. Took this young boy for a ride. All right, now, before we get into the last uh, five minutes of this, let's just have a little chit-chat. So, 
Tom's been in the fucking uh, nut farm. For so, seven years. Yes, right? for seven years. Um, so do you think Tom is just crazy? Or like there is some spiritual kind of he got possessed by the spirit of Harry Warden? Or is that kind of a reach? No, I say that's a reach. Okay. So it's just Tom kind of kind of guilt grieving the fact that he couldn't he, fucking deal with everything he saw and right. almost dying and his friends dying and he's technically partially responsible a little bit. So it's like it's a survivor's guilt thing, guilt thing yeah. Okay. All right. So and all right, I just wanted to clarify that. And Axel's just an asshole. Oh, Can't he, believe this guy's our hero. Yeah, fucking how did we luck out with such a fucking piece of shit? Big swigs. All right. <clears throat> I don't know. All right. So Axel picks up a pickaxe and swings for Tom. The two roll around, and they kick the shit out of each other for a while. Hey, like a good while. Like, not a, not, but not a good, like, fucking Red versus Tom fight. No. Like, the movie forgets that Jamie King exists for a good while. She's standing there with a gun the entire time. Yeah. Could have shot him. I don't know. She's just standing there. Um. Anyway, Tom and Harry... Or Tom Harry. Uh, see, I, it's weird like that. Tom and Axel. Well, no, Tom Harry gets the best of Axel. Harry Tom. You stop. I'm having a hard time as it is. All right. Uh, gets the best of Axel in a boy fight. And the match ends with Axel getting a belly full of pickaxe. Sarah doesn't like those odds and starts shooting at Tom. As She's he, like, oh, right. A gun. Right. Oh, I've had this fucking hand cannon the whole time. So Tom fucks off deeper into the mine while she collects her wounded hubby. On the way up, they encounter... This is a big-ass gun. It's like fucking, fucking Eddie Valiant's fucking tune fucking... Gifted dum-dums. by Yosemite Sam. <laughs> dum-dums. What, what does that say? It's like, thanks for getting me out of the muckety-muck or some shit. There's I like think a fucking so, note on it. It's something like... Yeah, it's embroidered or em- embossed. Uh, he's got like a, it's, a, it's an engraved plaque inside there the gun case uh, for fucking Eddie Valiant. Anyway, it's that's that's who framed Roger Rabbit. Back to this. On the way up, the encounter Tom Harry again. He walks down the tunnel and he's smashing out lights with his pickaxe. Each time Tom bashes out a light, for a brief second he actually turns into Harry Ward, which is a nice homage of the original. And overall, it's a pretty cool camera trick. Uh, Axel falling over. Or a falling victim to his pickles, hands the gun over to Sarah and tells her there's one bullet left in here and uses his sage-like advice to tell her, don't miss. No shit, Einstein. Thanks, Axel. Appreciate it. Goddamn. Fucking voice of support here. Axel turns around the corner and goes goes in for the kill, but Sarah calls him Tom. It stunts him for a second, and he reverts back to Tom momentarily as he drops the pickaxe a uh little bit. Yep, lowers the pickaxe. He snaps back into Harry mode and charges after her. Sarah then fires the gun, piercing through Harry and into some kind of explosive tanks, causing a big-ass explosion, throwing Harry Tom across the mine and into (laughs) a big-ass Jenga support beam. Yep. All right, so... I know it's of the time. It's 2009 when this movie came out, but sweet fucking Jesus, can we be done with these bullet time? I know it's a 3D movie like, the bullet is exiting the gun. Fuck you, Matrix. Fuck you, Resident Evil movies. Fuck you, Kung Pao. Just stop. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, scary movie, but not really. I love scary movie. But just- uh, What was that movie with Professor X and Angelina Jolie? Oh, that fucking Wanted. bullet bender movie. Yeah. Fuck off. 
Not you. You're okay. <laughs> uh, just fuck bullet time. Uh, like, thank you, Max Payne. You started it. You did it right. But fuck oh, off everything yeah. else. I love Max Payne. All right. Hours later, the rescue party combs through the rubble looking for survivors, and a lone member falls upon Tom, who's pinned down under some wreckage. Some rescue worker. Rescue worker. Thank you. I was fumble fucking around with that term. I'm like, what's it called? The uh, the the guy that the 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 smeller finder good dude and i just think of that saint bernard with that fucking bourbon barrel <laughs> to the brandy around his neck yeah wh- why can't we just have a can we get like can we fix your dogs up with those like little airplane bottles and just have them come around uh he's more adept to carrying fucking beef jerky around that neck look at him this little tongue's hanging oh he's a sleepy boy all right uh sorry <laughs> okay uh they find tim who's uh tim huh the scout doesn't even notice, uh, the rescue worker doesn't even notice that Tom reaches for his pickaxe, but it's too late because Tom slams that pickaxe directly into his soft, wet eye hole. This is fun because it pops through the other side, and that's the 3D part for you. Right. Death, 29, rescue 40. guy, 69, bro. I got nothing. So, Tom, okay, so all the fucking survivors are out. You know, Axel's getting on a fucking gurney, and they're going to go to fuck off the hospital. Sarah's Again. there. And Deputy Martin's there. Yep. So you're telling me the only black character survived the entire fucking movie? Fantastic. Way to fucking not go down that trope. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I'm the one that you wanted. Hell, Hell yeah! yeah! I'm Deputy Martin's <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, okay. So, yeah, so they're going to the fucking hospital, uh, and then fucking uh, out comes fucking, like, a, kind of a beat-up, bloody fucking rescue worker. Looks like he's had a rough time. Right? And then fucking he gets away from everybody, pops off his mask, and it's motherfucking Axel. Nope, it's time, you dumb motherfucker. Suck yeah. it! And he looks I was trying to throw you shit. for a loop. Trying to Got fucking him. bring it back. Wait it is a minute. fucking Tom. It's like, wait a minute. So it's Tom. He fucking he survived the blast. He killed the fucking rescue worker, stole his fucking uniform, escaped the mine, and then a roll credits. There you go. That is my bloody Valentine 3D. The end. Now it's time for the kill counts. Do you kids want to see a dead body? (laughs) So we've got varying degrees of how many dead bodies we have here. Uh, I counted the large groups as just one because that's just a lot and I don't math hard. So I've got 16. I think you had 29. Yeah, I think. um, Yeah, I think you brought what? So number one for me, uh, five minors at the beginning killed by Harry Ward with the pickaxe. Underage children. Uh, Number two, nine hospital massacre victims, hearts ripped out or otherwise killed by Harry Ward. Yes, sir. Number three, Jason stabbed through the back of the head and eye with the pickaxe. Uh Uh-huh. Number four, three more mine party goers. One, two, three, four. Stabbed in the stomach and pickaxe off screen. Uh, Number five, Michael stabbed through the face. Number six, Brandy. Brandy, chief one. Half decapitated through the mouth with a shuffle. Heads up. That was a good one. Number seven, Frank. Pickaxe to the top of the head. Sleazeball. Number eight, Celine. Uppercut. All up on that. Number nine, Irene. Stabbed in the gut. Tasty treat. See that behavior. Number ten, Red Herring. Stabbed in the head. Buck as fuck. Number eleven, Uncle Ben. <laughs> shot by the robber. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Number 12, Megan. Uh, you know, found with her heart ripped. I don't know how she died. Dirty ass whore. Number 13, Rosa Celine. 
That face be pumped. Killed with the pickaxe, later found in the dryer. Number 14, X, Sheriff Burke. Uppercut with the pickaxe through the jaw. God bless Tom Atkins. Number 15, Harry Warden. Not really. It's 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 Tom. Uh, number 16, uh, rescue worker, pickaxe to the face. Something clever. Actually, it's, it's, it really is. If you count Harry Warden as a death, it's the real Harry Warden. He was shot by Sheriff Burke. So, oh, you're right, boo. You're right. I was so, joking. You know what? I think that is th- Thoidy. Uh, so, favorite kill, nachos, go. Oh, shit, pal. Uh, I mean, this, guy, so this movie's got some gruesome-ass deaths, a lot of callbacks to the OG, which you got to fucking appreciate. But let's get motherfucking real. We're going to give it to our boy, Tom. Motherfucking steal your bitch, Tommy Atkins. Got the same one right here, dude. Sheriff Burke. Come on, son. Next, Sheriff Burke. I mean, you fucking can't get better than that, dude. It's great. He fucking pulls him around for a little bit. You get the you get the POV from his point of view. Fucking pickaxe looking that out. waggling like, ass handle. Yeah, that was good, dude. That's like when I super glue googly eyes to my fucking pubes. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's my dick. It's not just like an adorable little elephant, man. <laughs> You ready for some stuff you should know? Drop it on me. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle? My boggle. All right. So, you, we brought this up earlier. A flyer on the wall indicates that Valentine's Day is Saturday, February 14th. And that would mean that the previous day is Friday the 13th. So, you're trying to tell me that Jared Pendelecki... In the same year it came out, his co-pilot from fucking Supernatural was dealing with Jason Voorhees, and then his good friend, uh, Jared uh, Jensen Ackles, was dealing with Harry Warden the day after, because that's fucking bonkers, dude. Yeah, that is fun, right? So you get, you get uh, in both remakes, uh, each 50% of fucking Supernatural. That's right. So, but there wasn't a ton of trivia. The second one here is in a 2012 interview, Betsy Rue, who played Irene, Smoke was, Show, was asked if she regretted filming the extended scene where she's running around the motel parking lot totally naked. She said, No regrets. It was amazing, and I think I would have had some regrets, but the reviews were so fun from it. The Hollywood Reporter and Variety wrote up some amazing reviews, and they made me feel really good. This was the whole point of what I wanted to do. Like, okay, I'm going to be naked, so I better be good instead of just being naked. I wanted the audience to forget about the fact that I was running naked through the parking lot and getting killed. And actually have them scared for me for a little bit. And from reviews and the feedback that I got, I think I got there. That was the main concern that I had. I don't want to be this naked chick running around just for the sake of running around naked because we all know what happens in horror movies. Yeah, I was the naked girl, but for my sake, I hope that I brought a little more to it than just being a screaming naked girl. Uh, I was afraid that her pussy lips were going to get uh, diphtheria. And don't get me wrong. I think that she hits the nail on the head here because we even talk about it. It's like, yeah, she's naked, titties are flapping, shit like that. You kind of almost forget about it. She's full front for so long. You're just kind of like... Frank! Give me the fucking tape. And it's like, I know the fucking things. Like the fucking and gun throw. That's great, dude. It's what fun. a specimen. And top of that, what a, what a real nice gal. Yep. Nice to look at. All right. <laughs> well, what do you know? I asked for final cut, and I got it. <laughs> so it's time for final cuts. So your final thoughts and ratings on the movie Nachos Go. All right, dude. So this movie brings the gore. It brings the boobs. And the fucking four frontal. Come on. You, you can't ask for more. Uh, Which is rare. It was rare in the 80s, and it was. it's even rarer in the aughts. But not uh, medium. Rare. To have like a, a, a full frontal like that. So that, that was but fun. But Naked Beauty getting buck wild as fuck, chucking guns at motherfuckers' heads. 
Uh, who's very animal being like, I'm not a whore. Don't pay me. I'm just a slut. Dude, but just that slick maneuver of sleazebag Frank pulling out the hundo, flipping the bird, flipping the money, and then walking out like, <laughs> what a piece of shit. I love that. Um, all right. Boobs, gore, plot's not dog shit. Um, you know, as a remake, as far as fucking remakes go, this is solid as fuck. Uh, it kind of gets a little CW with the whole love triangle shit, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to hook those little, little fucking idiots in. Under their jaws with a pickaxe. Bring them on in. And uh, you know what? Soundtrack, kind of lackluster. Who gives a shit? We're not. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I'm glad there's no like contemporary music like here's fucking Buck Cherry Fred doing head like a hole. Yeah. Which never listen to that song. It is tragic. It's like watching two puppies freeze to death on Christmas morning. Um I don't know. Oh, no, no, guys. I'm sorry. I- I've upset the dogs in the CNC fart factory. Um, I don't know. I give this fucking solid remake. I give this eight and a half uh actual hearts in heart shaped boxes. Oh nope. I want to deduct a point because there's no rabbit ass dogs in this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It checked the boxes. It brought you those cute little clever homages from the original. Nah, dude, it's an eight. It's a fucking eight. Okay. It, good times so we're we are pretty much aligned on everything i say um, check it out if you haven't seen it uh very enjoyable lots of kills which i love right almost good gore about 30 and they even do some off-screen stuff because you can't fucking have it all this is very much what a remake should look like it takes the best parts of the original but it also mixes it up i like how instead of axel being the fucking killer in this time axel's still a piece of shit but he's not it's tom Right, which was, uh, what was he in the original one? Uh, Tom was TC. TC, yeah. Because uh, he's like, whatever old girl is like, be my bloody he's not Dave. No, it's, it's some version, some Mandela effect, or, you know, version, that line happened. My one gripe there is, though, that the ending is a little hard to follow itself. Not the not the ending, but the reveal. I get what they're under, I understand the whole twist, but I think they focused on the wrong parts of it. And while we kind of get a sort of explanation for like how Tom would kill Red and then lock himself in the cage, the whole Harry knocking him in there it was, I think, a bit unnecessary. I, I thought maybe they could it's do called better. A metaphor. Um, but what my biggest gripe is they don't really explain the time spent changing, hiding into the truck, and then killing Frank after he's done banging Irene. Because when Axel's watching the fucking the footage. You see Tom walk past the window as Irene's getting off of Frank, and their their exchange is very short. So it's like, all right, you're outside, and you're in street clothes, by the way. How did you change, get the fucking pickaxe, and one saw you, and you hid in the truck? That's kind of my big gripe there. I give it uh, I give it seven hearts in a heart-shaped box out of ten. So I made uh, a heart-shaped box reference and a Kirk Cobain throwing for so, you, buddy. Definitely for Valentine's Day. I want to say, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, also, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, on everything, baby. Right. We've got a Patreon, which uh, just basically goes to help fund the show for like all these fun things that we're in this new technology that we're currently borrowing from our good friend, Gentle Ben, Yay! who is also a Patreon member. We want to thank Gentle Ben along with the other Patreon members. For mere dollars a day, you can help support two man children right? scream at each other about horror movies you may or may not remember. It's all kinds of different levels, uh, but uh, at the level that uh, Ben's at, he gets a specific thank you every time, but you also don't want to leave anyone out, so of course, thank you, Allie. Thank you, Aaron. Really appreciate it as well. But that being Fuck you, said, Atomic Scarecrow. Right? Phantom Bastard. 
I'll smell you later. Uh, Our horrible horror brethren. Yes. Check out Horrible Horror Podcast. Check out Say You Love Satan. Uh, uh, Forever Midnight. Destroy the Brain. Oh, yes. Uh, keep your teeth sharp and your buttholes moist. And always stay, stay spooky! spooky!